Uh, hello. You okay? Well, I mean, in this second, or generally? Yeah, oh, I mean, I guess both of those are like, hmm. I don't think anything's really okay, but we keep chugging along. We are just doing what we can. Y'all? Hey. Oh, (laughs) oh no, the dog. The dogs have some opinions on this. The dogs have some opinions. What my dog is saying is, uh, Black Lives Matter, obviously, and if you don't think that, uh, the protests and riots that are going on right now are important, then fuck off right now. Like, honestly, just unsubscribe to this podcast. It is not for you. I don't know how you're listening to this anyway. Yeah, I, I truly don't. I really hope this goes without saying for all of our listenership, um, but... Black lives extremely matter, uh, and, uh, all cops are bastards. Um, it's, oof, oof. Olivia, so you know how I went to, uh, cop school for cops? I, yeah, sometimes, uh, sometimes I do think about that. Oh, Um, I think about it all the time, and I'm sitting here this whole week, like, hey, mom, aren't you glad that I did (laughs) Aren't you glad that I came to my senses right after I graduated instead of, like, now? Yeah, aren't you glad I wasn't indoctrinated into the violent occupying army that is the American police force? Gods. Anyway, fuck the police institution. Fuck prisons. Yep. I have Um, a completely useless degree. (laughs) Uh, we're, uh, I mean... If you're listening to this when it's coming out, I presume you're aware of what's going on. But even if you're listening to this in the future, uh, black lives still matter. Uh, and, uh, the police institution is still bad. Unless we've defunded it. Yeah, unless this is, you're listening to it in the utopian future where there's no more police. Maybe this exists, like, hundreds and hundreds of years from now and you're like, what are police? Ooh, do um, not tempt me with these visions, foul witch. <laughs> <laughs> um. Anyway, yeah. we do still have a podcast. This routine is the only thing holding my life together right now. <laughs> we do still have a podcast. We are here for you if uh you need to think about comic book characters. Um, yeah, I am fully gonna put, like, some links to some anti-racism, uh, just, you know, stuff in yeah. the, uh, show notes. So, check that out, cause we both white, so the mm-hmm. best we can do is spread information and use our voices to amplify the voices of others. So, yes. uh... After you listen to our cool, fun podcast that has nothing to do with anything, uh, go do some good in your community. Yeah, do do what you can. Educate yourself and then act on what you've learned. Um, we are, at least today, talking about, uh, someone who would definitely agree that all cops are bastards, um, and that you should go out and break shit. Um, we did not plan this, by the way. No, we didn't plan this. We um, we were not like, 
Oh, hey, there's some stuff going down. Let's no. talk about the X-Men and who are, you know, just a, mm, how should we say, thinly veiled. <laughs> uh, oh, now I can't remember the word. Olivia, what's the word I'm thinking of? Allegory? Yes. A thinly veiled allegory for racism. Let's talk about some X-Men. And also, well, a bunch of shit is going down. Let's talk about Magneto. We did not plan this. We we did we did not we did not count on this. Uh but we have not done a Magneto episode yet in our uh truly absurd number of episodes. Um which is very strange coming from us. Uh, so, we are gonna learn about Magneto today. Um, uh, I should also probably say, uh, off the top, I'm gonna try and just, like, gloss over as much of this as I can, but, like, trigger warning for mentions of the Holocaust, um, which I'm sure is not what a lot of people want to hear right now, so it's cool if you don't want to listen to that part. Um. Just skip on over that. Uh, but, uh, so, Magneto, uh, is a creation of, uh, Jack Kirby and Stan Lee, who created the original X-Men. Um, he was the, uh, antagonist in the very first issue of X-Men. Um, the, the X-Men's first mission was, uh, trying to stop Magneto from destroying a military base, which, like, again, like, maybe they should have let him. <laughs> I, the, so much of this episode is probably just gonna be like, actually, no, you know what? Magneto was right on Magneto, this one thing. <laughs> Magneto was right. There's, like, I think... Magneto was right about quite a few things. Maybe yeah. not all the things, but, you know. Yeah. Uh, definitely, at, at least some of them. I think there are characters. I I think Quentin Quire has been shown wearing a Magneto was right shirt. Um, that sounds on brand for Quentin. Yeah, love that guy. Um, but, uh, he was the first antagonist in the very first issue of the X-Men. Um, and, uh, would then go on to be, uh, the primary antagonist for most of the existence of X-Men, except for times when he's working together with the X-Men, um, because he is probably the most sympathetic of, like, the very, like, big, like, top-tier comic book villains. Um, he was, uh, his relationship with, uh, Professor X, um, at least, uh, according to Chris Claremont, who, like, uh, wrote X-Men for a very long time, um, starting in, I think, the 70s, um, I don't know if this was, like, Stan Lee's original intention, but Chris Claremont based a lot of it on, uh, the relationship between, uh, like, Malcolm X and Martin Luther King Jr., like, their kind of viewpoints, um, or, like, probably kind of the, the, like, 
pop cultural understanding of their viewpoints. Yeah, the whitewashed um, version. Yeah, a little bit the whitewashed version. Um, but uh, Magneto's thing is that uh, he believes that uh, mutants are oppressed by society, which is true. Um, and that instead of uh, helping, you know, uh, non-mutants or working with them or trying to fit in, um, they should uh, either form their own uh, mutant-like separate country or society, uh, or they should take over the world because they're the superior species. Um, so, you do run into some- here's the thing. The thing with Magneto is you are always going to run into problems when you are using uh, a form of prejudice that does not exist to stand in for a form of prejudice that does exist. And, like, anti-mutant sentiment, like, is kind of just, like, a catch-all for, like, a lot of different kinds of bigotry. You it's can like, just shove anti-mutant sec, like, into anything you want. Racism? Yeah. Homophobia? Yeah. Which is your first clue that maybe this is not 100% effective. Um, because, like, racism and homophobia and you know, transphobia and the sexism are all very different. Like, they are fundamentally based on, you know, a majority group being prejudiced against a minority group, but they manifest in very different ways, in a very different cultural context. And also, uh, none of those groups are, uh, have people prejudiced against them because of their ability to, like, shoot lasers out of their eyes or fly or... Speak for yourself. <laughs> You're right. I'm a fool. Um, so, like, there's there's already kind of, like, fundamentally flaws in this, in this kind of, like, parallel. And I just want to get that out of the way because there's definitely a lot of stuff that happens with Magneto, uh, that is pretty questionable when you apply it to the real-world situations he purportedly represents, <laughs> um, which is kind of what you get when you make an allegory, uh, and then you're like, oh, but also we need to write, like, fun comic books that make money. Yeah. But, I mean, they were right on the money with um, making a white man be all like, actually, we're the superior race and we're going to take over the world. Okay, bye. Um, it's very on brand. That is on brand. He is Jewish, so I don't want to like... Oh, that's true. Yeah. I always forget that because I think sometimes comics are also like, uh, also, <laughs> he's Jewish. Don't worry about yeah. it, though. Comics definitely do forget it. Um... But, uh, so, uh... Damn, that does Mag add an extra layer to it, though, doesn't it? Yeah, Man, it Magneto's really... fucked up. 
it really, there's, it, it makes the whole thing very complicated. Um, hey, maybe Magneto should not have been created. <laughs> hey, Stanley, just... Jack Kirby, maybe you should not have done this. Okay, so the thing was, um, I'm, I'm going, I'm going to talk about Magneto's backstory starting now. So if you want to skip Holocaust mentions, just like skip forward a minute or two. I'll, I'll, I'll be brief. But, uh, the backstory was not present in the initial appearance. Um... It was added, I think, maybe, like, uh, in the early 80s. Um, it was, uh, put in there that, uh, Magneto was, uh, born Max Eisenhart, uh, to a, uh, German-Jewish family, um, who were, uh, captured, uh, by the Nazis and sent to a concentration camp. Um, his, uh, parents and sister, uh, were killed, but, uh, Magneto survived, uh, and, uh, managed to escape, um, with a Romani, uh, girl named Magda, um, who he, like, knew when he was younger, um, and managed to find her again. Um, so he, uh, the two of them, uh, move to, uh, Ukraine together. Um, Magneto, uh, Max starts going by, uh, Magnus. Um. Okay. Yeah. Which is a little bit fun just because of the number of Magnuses that exist in our in our collective lives. Um, yeah, I mean, also, if you're, I guess if you're trying to change your name, but still have it similar enough that you can pick up on the, you know, recall pretty quick, Max to Magnus is a pretty good one. Yeah. Um, so, uh, the two of them, um, run away, he changes his name, uh, they have a daughter together, uh, named Anya. Um, and then, uh, the first onset of, uh, Magneto's powers, which I'm presuming is pretty late, uh, by mutant standards, but, like, uh, he had a very traumatic childhood, so it's possible that that kind of, you know, messed with the development some. Um, his, uh, powers manifest, uh, an some, like, townspeople see it happen, they're like, oh, we don't like that, um, and, uh, an angry mob, uh, burns down his house with his daughter inside, because she has being a daughter in comics disease, um, Ugh. and, uh, obviously, Magneto is enraged by this, uh, unlocks the full potential of his powers, um, kills the mob, destroys part of the town, um, Magda is also understandably kind of freaked out by all of this, um, and, uh, leaves, um, however, she is, at the time, pregnant with twins, 
uh, unbeknownst to Magneto, um, who, uh, are also mutants, uh, and end up becoming, uh, Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver, who we are going, uh, to talk about after this. Um, Magneto's powers, for the record, um, I think people know, and also it's obvious from the name, um, but he, uh, manipulates magnetic fields, um, which usually means floating metal things around, um, and also he wears, like, cool, like, metal, like, bracelets on, like, his wrists and ankles so he can, like, fly himself by floating the metal. Um, An innovator. Yeah, I know, really. Uh, but he can also use it to, like, uh, produce, uh, force fields, um, and, like, create electromagnetic pulses, um. And also, in one of the movies, he took the iron out of a dude's blood. He took some iron out of a dude's blood, he ripped all the metal from Wolverine's skeleton, um, he had- Yeah, Wolverine is not the best equipped to fight Magneto. (laughs) Like, arguably the worst, just the worst person you could send in there. Um, he has used it to make wormholes. Um. Okay. Which seems a little, a little bit of a stretch. I mean, comic science will do as it does. Yeah, it absolutely will. Um, he, uh, he's also, uh, resistant to telepathy. Um. Which has never been given, like, there's been conflicting canonical explanations. Um, I feel like the most, like, explainable one would be all like, oh yeah, you know, the electromagnetic pulses in your brain, he can just, you know, set up an electromagnetic shield about that that thoughts can't get through. Yeah, that makes sense. There's also, like, he has a helmet that is, uh wired to, like, prevent telepaths from accessing his brain, which I, like, buy into as comic book science. Yeah, sure. Um, sometimes he's written as having, uh, like, latent telepathic powers of his own. Um. That's too much. Which is a little too much. And then also, sometimes it's just, like, it's just, like, it's just determination, which I think is pretty funny. It's just, like, you try to read Magneto's mind, he's just, like, Fuck you! No. You will not! <laughs> I, I do like that. I, I can't read his mind. Oh, why? Does he have any special equipment? Does does he have, like, latent telepathic powers? Is he using his powers to block you? No. He's just stubborn. <laughs> just fucking mad as hell. Um, I tried to read his mind and all I heard was death metal. <laughs> I... <laughs> I I don't know, man. <laughs> um he uh so, uh those are all the powers that he uh uses to kill a bunch of people and destroy a town and you know, understandably sort of freaks his wife out. Um so he ends up uh going to try and uh track Magna de- Magda down. Um and he uh creates this new identity of uh Eric Lencher, which is the name he's goes by pretty much for like the rest of, of comics. Um and uh while his uh 
travels take him to uh Israel, he meets uh Charles Xavier. Um he volunteers uh Magneto volunteers in a uh psychiatric hospital um where uh Charles uh Professor X is working. Um and uh they have a lot of uh kind of like intellectual back and forth about mutants without uh realizing that the other one is also a mutant. Um <laughs> it's like just suddenly dropping a hint that you're gay into a conversation to see That's if the other person it. picks yeah. it up. That's the vibe. Um but they um they become friends, even though uh they have very different viewpoints um on you know like what mutants should be doing and like what their like places in society um where obviously Charles is like you know uh I think mutants are great and uh they can use their powers to like help benefit people um and you know if we can get people to believe that we can all live together in harmony um and uh eric coming from largely this is like the you know coming from the amount of hate and prejudice that he's seen in his lifetime is like that is never going to happen uh the only way that uh mutants can go uh you know without being persecuted is just like complete revolution um they end up uh ob- obviously because it's it's comics like uh hydra shows up and they fight hydra and they both like discover that like the other one uh has mutant powers um and uh Charles is like, oh, this is so cool, we can work together. And Eric's like, mmm, I don't really think our worldviews are compatible. So <laughs> I'm gonna bounce, but I will uh see and think of you constantly for pretty much the rest of my life. Um <laughs> Don't get me wrong, you are still very important to me, but we can never work together. Um, which is, like, you know, becomes one of the defining features of, uh, Magneto's presence throughout comics is, like, his relationship to Professor X and the fact that, like, both of them do, like, actually care about and respect each other. Um, but, uh, Eric is... 100% convinced that the way Charles is doing things is never going to work. Um, and, uh, Charles doesn't want Eric to do crimes and has to stop him from doing the crimes. Um, so, uh, he goes off and he forms a group, um, called the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants. (laughs) Um, which... When this was being written by Stan Lee, um, it was just kind of, like, the 60s, and, like, 
a supervillain could introduce, like, this is my brotherhood of evil mutants without people being like, it's kind of a dumb name. (laughs) Why did you specify that you were evil? He wants to be very clear. Yeah. Um, and, like, later, like, they've tried to, like, in modern comics, like, try and justify it as, like, characters being like, oh, no, he named it that as, like, you know, kind of, like, an ironic thing to be like, oh, well, people are going to believe mutants are evil no matter what, so we'll just call ourselves evil mutants. Or, like, no, he named it that so that, like, Charles would have to, like, position himself as, like, the good mutants, and he could, like, you know, kind of, like, lock him into this binary. Um, He's trying to be the Judas. (laughs) Yeah, I like that it's just genuinely just a kind of goofy, dramatic thing to do. Um, And I love that it exists because everybody makes jokes about it now. Um, And it is very silly, and I... (laughs) I do enjoy that. I'm pretty sure there's, like, a joke about it in, like, Runaways when Victor first shows up, um, to get the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants. Um, on, uh, among the mutants he recruits for his Brotherhood of Evil Mutants are, uh, the Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver, um, who are his, uh, children that he didn't know existed, um, and he does not know that they are his children when he recruits them. It's just kind of a weird, uh, twist of fate that brings them all together on this team of evil mutants. Um, although, uh, they end up, uh, leaving when they can't, like, really gel with his M.O., um, and they go and join the Avengers. Um, and he still doesn't know that they're his kids. He finds it out... (laughs) Uh, later than that. Um, he's like, wait, you mean I was fighting alongside my children? <laughs> uh, that's everything I ever wanted. <laughs> it's a beautiful family. Crushing humanity. Um, he, uh, at one point, he tries to, uh, bioengineer an ultimate mutant. Um, Okay. Yes, his name is Alpha. Um, and, uh, he creates this, like, ultimate mutant who's, like, super powerful. Um, and, uh, he makes him too powerful. And Alpha gets mad, uh, that Magneto is manipulating him into, like, fighting the Avengers and the Defenders and the X-Men and everybody. Um... When actually, you know, maybe they're not evil. Um, and he turns Magneto into a baby. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And then, um, Moira McTaggart, who's, uh, a geneticist and a professor and a love interest of Charles Xavier, uh, is played by Rose Byrne in first class. Um, Moira McTaggart uh, takes care of the baby Magneto and discovers that using his powers disrupt his mind, uh, which is why he acts so extreme, um, and then she tries to genetically 
manipulate baby Magneto into not doing that. Um, but when his powers come back, it undoes the genetic manipulation she did. Um, and then he becomes an adult again. And I just have to put that out there because none of that is how brains or genetics or anything work at all. Yeah, but Olivia, it's also comics, so... It is comics. But, I mean, like, even for comics, that is, like, a pretty... Yeah, no, that's that's buck wild. That's, yeah. like, hashtag comics. Yeah. Um, much, much later, uh, Magneto finds out about this and gets very upset with Moira for, uh, you know, trying to genetically manipulate him as a baby. <laughs> um... And, uh, like, captures her and is, like, going to, like, torture her or whatever. Um, but she explains to him that, like, nothing she did actually did anything. So, like, it's not- she has not influenced Magneto's current personality. Okay, but she still tried. And that's fucked up. She did try. (laughs) And I think that's, uh, reasonable to be mad about. Um... So it's after this, um, getting into, like, I think the 80s is when they introduce, like, the, uh, the proper backstory. Um, and also I think kind of the point where they start to be like, hang on, uh, mutants are experiencing, like, very real prejudice in this universe. Like, maybe this guy does have some valid points. Um, which is, like, is still where he's coming from in, like, the early comics. Um, and, like, you know, like, mutant prejudice, like, still does exist. But, like, early on, it's, like, a lot more just, like, and he wants to take over the world, and you're like, okay, well, clearly he shouldn't do that. Nobody should take over the world. Um, but I think, like, kind of the 80s is where they start, uh, not start, but where they, like, really dig into kind of, uh, realizing that this is a more complicated and kind of more sympathetic character than, uh, they maybe initially envisioned, um, which, uh, starts out with him, uh, in a fight with the X-Men where he, uh, attacks, uh, Kitty Pride, um, and then has a moment of self-reflection of, like, like, hold on, this is, uh, a young child who is, uh, both Jewish and a mutant, um, and the whole reason I'm doing any of this is because I want to make the world better for mutants. And also because of the horrible things that happened to me, uh, as a young Jewish person. Um, so maybe I have fucked up somewhere that I did just try to kill this child. (laughs) Maybe that is not what I should be doing. Um, but, uh, and it's also after this that he, uh, or around the same time that he learns, uh, that Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver are, uh, his children, um, and even though they're, like, pretty mad at him, um, and they're like, we don't really want to have anything 
to do with you because of all of like the murders and stuff that you've done. Um, he's still like, oh, huh, like, I have a family, uh, and maybe I should kind of be thinking about that, uh, and, you know, how I can maybe get them to forgive me, uh, and how maybe, uh, my actions have had a detrimental effect on them. Um, they did leave me before they even knew that I was their father. Yeah, they were just really, uh, very upset. Um, but, uh, he ends up, uh, so he ends up in, uh, the Secret Wars, um, where, uh, this, like, omnipotent alien called the Beyonder, like, kidnaps a bunch of, like, Marvel characters and makes them all fight. Um, and he ends up being sorted with, like, the heroes rather than the villains, um, because it's like, well, you know, his whole thing is based on, like, wanting a better life for, uh, mutants and not just, like, you know, megalomaniacal self-interest like many supervillains are. Um, but, uh, after he, uh, after he gets back from this, uh, the, uh, the Beyonder comes back and he helps the X-Men fight them, um, and ends up, like, staying with the X-Men, uh, even after they win. Um, and, uh, when, uh, Professor X is, uh, attacked, by the, uh, the children of, uh, Baron Von Strucker, um, he asks Eric to, uh, take over the school, um, and become, like, the headmaster and the leader of the X-Men, um, and he does. He takes on, he starts going by Michael Xavier and claiming he's Charles Xavier's cousin, um. Okay. Which I did, I was, like, scrolling through, and it was, like, list of aliases, and then it had a bunch, it was, like, Michael Xavier, and I was, like, they get fucking married? What? <laughs> um. This is like, wait, is there a timeline I don't know about? <laughs> yeah. Um, which does, um, this does a lot, both for, uh, you know, uh, Wanda and Pietro to start, like, gradually accepting him, um, and also the X-Men to, uh, be like, oh, maybe he kind of, uh, meant it when he said that he was trying, uh, to be better. Um, and this is happening during, uh, while the new mutants are introduced, so he's kind of, like, the headmaster for the time that, like, the new mutants are in school and, uh, being X-Men. Um, a bunch of, a bunch of terrible stuff happens, which, like... Oh, no. Granted, is mostly comics, um, but, uh, Magneto, he ends up, uh, blaming himself for a lot of the, uh, very terrible stuff, and how badly all of the new mutants are traumatized by all of the, uh, very terrible things happening. Um, he, uh... He also, uh, discovers he has a, uh, another daughter named, uh, well, her name, her name is Lorna. Her, uh, mutant name is, uh, Polaris. Um, I'm not 
sure who her mother is. Um, but, uh, he's got, he's got a whole bunch of kids. Um, he, uh, after, uh, some stuff kind of goes wrong with the new mutants and he, uh, tries to kind of, uh, step back and, you know, uh, get back to living on his own. Um, he, uh, (laughs) um, he ends up, uh, founding a mutant, uh, like, uh, a sovereign mutant nation, which happens, this happens a few times over the course of X-Men. Um, but, uh, in this case, it's the island of, uh, Genosha, um, which <laughs> the UN gives him this island because of, <laughs> because of how mad he is. It's also, it says here the UN has specifically Magneto protocols, which is very funny to me. <laughs> I presume they have this for many different, like, supervillains and superheroes, but just the fact that, like, imagining somebody in the UN, like, oh no, he's mad again, we gotta activate the Magneto protocols. There's just a big red button that says Magneto on it. Yeah, look out. Um, he, uh, he builds a, a sizable mutant society, uh, on Genosha, um, and, uh, you know, clashes with, uh, some of the people living there, uh, fights, uh, the X-Men, because he kidnaps, like, Professor X, so, like, yeah, obviously, Eric, they're gonna come fight you. Um, but, uh, after some time, like, uh, leading this relatively, uh, peaceful kind of, uh, you know, mutant society, um, they are, uh, attacked by, uh, a bunch of sentinels, which are big robots that are specifically designed to kill mutants. Um, and, uh, a ton of, of people are wiped out. Like, a lot, a lot of mutants are killed. Um, Eric survives, cause, you know, comics. Um, yeah. It's so weird how, like, so many of, like, the most prominent characters somehow survive all of these things. It's wacky. Um, but, uh, obviously is, like, pretty devastated by this. Um, but Charles does reach out to him and offer his help in, like, rebuilding. Um, which is, is nice. Um, he also, he's responsible for, um... We'll talk about this more when we talk about Wanda, um, but, uh, he, uh, he makes this, uh, this wormhole for Wanda to escape to when she starts having, uh, her, uh, her House of M breakdown, um, so he is a large part of the reason why Wanda, uh, is able to remake reality. Um, and then remake it again (laughs) a second time. Um, but, uh, he and, uh, his children and his grandchildren, uh, all end up in this new reality that Wanda creates where they're, uh, you know, 
basically the most powerful people in the world. Um, and then, uh, after that, uh, Wanda, uh, gets very upset about everything that happened and remakes reality again and causes 98% of the mutants in the world to lose their powers, including Magneto. Um, so, uh, he has, uh, he has no powers for, uh, for a bit. House of M is in, like, the mid-2000s, um, so kind of, uh, throughout the, uh, the, the 2000s, he, uh, does not have any powers. Um, he gets it back at some point. Um, he, uh, oh, the high evolutionary, uh, does some genetic stuff on him to give his powers back. Um, he, uh, does, like, shortly thereafter use them, um, to, uh, save Kitty, um, who, I think we touched on this in Kitty's episode, but Kitty gets trapped in this giant, like, bullet, bullet hurtling towards Earth, um, and, uh, Eric is able to, uh, stop it, uh, and rescue Kitty. Um, he's in a coma for a little bit afterwards because of how much effort he put into that, but he's fine. It's a big, big fast metal thing flying through space. That's a lot of effort. It's, god, it's so much metal to magnetize. Do you think he was thinking about, like, damn, I almost killed this kid once, I'd better do something? I really, I, I, I gotta get this one right. Um, he, uh, during, uh, Secret Wars, uh, the second one, um, he, uh, is, uh, seemingly killed, uh, trying to prevent, uh, like, the, these two Earths from colliding, um, in, uh, in kind of, you know, uh, heroic self-sacrifice, even though he's Magneto about it, but he's like, oh, I want to save all the mutants, but also, all of the humans are here too, so I guess I have to save them by proxy. I do like how you said seemingly was, like, was seemingly killed, because I just imagined Magneto rising up like, I lived, bitch. That's, he does a lot of that. Magneto has, like, as much as people complain about this with Jean Grey, Magneto has been killed and come back, like, a lot. Um, he, uh, like, he just, like, Psylocke just kills him in, like, 2016, um, because they had an agreement that, like, he's like, oh, if I ever start going back to, like, going, like, super extremist, you gotta kill me. And she's like, okay, and she kills him, and then obviously he comes back, like, immediately. Um. <laughs> God, even comic book characters can't stay dead when they wanna. Uh, nope. They simply can't. Um. He, uh, currently, um, he is, uh, working, uh, he's part of the House of X ongoing things. He's working with the X-Men, um, to establish this, like, mutant island nation of Krakoa. Um, he's 
technically the uh the ambassador um for Krakoa um which is kind of a bold choice um i does he have I mean, the people skills to be an ambassador that's my is i mean like he's been like he's been a very charismatic leader um but he's also you know uh a little much, and out of all of the X-Men, I would say the one with the most convictions of being a terrorist. Um, like, it seems like you would want to pick one of them who had done, like, less international crime, um, but, like, I mean, go for it, I guess. Uh, I mean, maybe all the world leaders are like, wow, Magneto's really turned over a new leaf. We're I guess we don't need this big red button anymore that says Magneto <laughs> on it and just sounds all the alarms. Yeah, we can just we can just toss that button away. Um But yeah, that's where where we are now, I would say where we are uh in our present day. Uh it's pretty hard to, like, have... It would be very difficult to transition back to, like, having Magneto be, like, a completely unsympathetic figure. Which he's always been, like, a little bit sympathetic. Um, but, like, I think you can still have, like, a very antagonistic Magneto. Um, I think with the parallels you've established, uh, trying to, like, treat Magneto as, like, full evil is always going to be like, well, I mean, he does have some points. I mean, um, enough that somebody makes shirt that says uh, Magneto was right. Do you think there's just people walking around in the Marvel Universe wearing these shirts that say Magneto was right, and every time somebody sees it, they're like, the, the crime guy? Uh... Hey all, I don't know if there's going to be any editing weirdness here, but my computer did crash specifically because I tried to say Magneto had some points. I I, I just loved Okay, what was the last thing I said? You know, Magneto did have some points. And <laughs> absolutely not. Um, but it did let you recover your file. We're thankful yeah. for that. <laughs> that that is one one blessing in this world. Um basically, I'm afraid to say it now. I feel like my computer's gonna crash again. That's the only time this has happened, like, since I've owned this laptop. Um <laughs> basically what I was trying to say is that I feel like at this point in comics you're not really going to be able to go back to having Magneto as, like, just a pure antagonist. Um, and also because, like, the movies have been, uh, you know, very popular. I have always been very fond of Magneto because I watched the, uh, the X-Men movies at a fairly young age, um... And Ian McKellen is extremely charismatic. Um, I was like, this guy seems cool. <laughs> this guy seems I like mean, he knows what's up. You're right. Yeah. Um, and he's 
got all this like fun chemistry with Patrick Stewart. Love it. Love to see it. Um but uh yeah, I think I think we are in we're in the Magneto is right era. Um and I I I don't think you can kind of like, you know, unring that bell, so to speak. Um Stanley was in like, you know, in the 2000s, like, oh, you know, I never really saw Magneto as a villain. And I'm like, it seems kind of like early on you did. Um, Stan, sometimes you just gotta accept that you did something weird. Yeah, Stan, he did, you did name his group the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants. Yeah, you can't be all like, oh, Here's the villain of the issue from the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants. But I never really thought of him as, you know, evil. Yeah. Um, and, like, again, also, it's, uh, always gonna be kind of weird to try and, uh, you know, draw parallels to, like, real-life activism and extremism. Um. And then be like, and then, you know, Wolverine punches him because he's the bad guy and they win. Wolverine doesn't punch him because Magneto controls Wolverine's arm and makes him punch himself instead. It's very funny. Um, but, <laughs> you know. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's Magneto. Very cool. One of, uh... One of the more compelling comic book, like, big comic book antagonists, I will say, for sure. I know he got, like, number one on some, like, you know, IGN list of, like, top supervillains or whatever. Um, which, like, more Magneto and less Joker. <laughs> Even though God, Magneto's only... not really a villain anymore. That's better. <laughs> Just less villains all around. Hey... Can Magneto break into the DC universe and just like replace the Joker? Just no more just no more Joker. Year of the villain. It's only Magneto. Year of the villain. Mm. One. One. It's Magneto. It's me. Magneto replaces all villains. <laughs> Finally. Um that uh that is all I had to say about Magneto. Um I know Neither of us read any comics in this past week. No, I was gonna try to read comics today before we recorded, just out of obligation. I think, uh, you shouldn't feel obligated in general, but if there was ever a time to not feel obligated, uh, there is so much going on, uh, that is more important than, uh, comic books. Um... Yeah. Uh, I saw some really good posts online about diversifying your, um, bookshelf, which is a good idea in general, but also maybe try to buy more comics with black writers and artists. I know yeah. that comics don't like doing that, but maybe, maybe try extra hard. D try extra hard. Go, uh, go research some uh some like indie stuff um 
there's like, you know, a lot, a lot of black writers and artists you are probably going to find like doing like very cool stuff with like small publishers or like, you know, online web comics. Um, hey, look, like I just Googled top 10 comics written by black writers and, you know, there's multiple articles coming up. Uh, that's, you know, 10 must-read African comics and graphic novels, 30 black comic book writers you should know, top 25 black comic book writers. Like, yeah, it's it's easy. Do, do, do some, do some digging. I also, I, I'm not saying this to be preachy. I also think this is something that I should work on and am going to. And we oh, can go yeah. on this journey together. Um, but yeah, so... Do that. Um, we're gonna have some uh links in the show notes um for other, you know, important things, important uh stuff you can read. Um if you're protesting, be careful, be safe. Stay safe. Um if you can, you know, donate to what you can, sign what you're able to, uh but, like, most importantly, call out oppression when you see it, especially if you're white. If you've yes. got, like, I all, I know that, like, the stereotype is, like, the racist uncle. But if you've yeah. got a racist uncle that's being all like, oh, well, I don't know why these rioters and looters, da 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 hit them with some facts. And if they don't listen, straight up tell them, that, like, okay, well, bye. <laughs> Yeah, just make it clear that stuff is not welcome around you. Um, and also, listen to black folks. Listen to what, you know, they would like you to do. Yeah, really just the the most important things right now. Um, and also, I mean, listen to black people all the time and not oh, yeah. just when we are in this, you know, Not just when there's moment. atrocity. Yeah. But listen, probably listen to them, but, uh, also do listen to them now. Um, so, uh, yeah, that's a lot. Uh, there's a lot going on on top of a lot of other stuff going on. Uh, so continue to be safe, stay educated, do what you can with whatever privilege that you have, uh, and... You know, just, I don't also, I don't want to say this, assuming that everyone who listens to this podcast is white or non-black. Oh, yeah, non-black, no, definitely. Just, which is kind of what it seems like, because, like... It, this is us as white people talking to other white people. If you are not white, you already know all this shit, and it's yeah, fine. Yeah, but I know we do have a lot of white people who are listening, because I know them. Um, and, you know, once again, just to be totally clear, uh, if you d don't believe that, you know, Black Lives Matter or that the current protests happening are valid, just don't, just, please don't listen to this podcast. Actually, not please, just don't. We don't actually want you here. You don't get to enjoy our good content while having bad views. You absolutely don't. It's not, it's not for you. Um, okay. Gonna 
end it there. This has been uh, a real journey of a recording. I can't believe my computer got mad at me for saying Magneto is right. Um, but uh, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm I'll run through this all fast. It feels it feels not very important <laughs> in the light of everything. Um, but if you want to keep up with us, we have a Twitter, a Tumblr, a Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest. You can follow all of those and see new episodes. Um, we have an email address that's capesandjapes at gmail.com. Um, we have a uh, Discord server um, where we'll definitely be talking about stuff. So come on in and hang out. Um, we uh, have a Patreon if you feel able to support us on there. Um, there are definitely more important things you can give your money to. So, like, if you're trying to decide between us and, like, a bail fund, like, put that first. Um, yeah. But Trust me, we will be fine without your money. We do appreciate it, but there yes. are better places it could go. Although I have been donating, so, like, I guess you could also count it there, but Patreon does get a cut. You can cut out, like, two middlemen there. Yeah. Um... But, uh, yeah, if you have extra, extra cash and you want to throw it our way, we do really appreciate it. Um, and you can get bonus content and watch stuff and things like that. Um, and we are glad you have joined us today for Capes and Japes. Um, I hope you're all being safe and being well. Um, my dogs are barking because it's time for the episode to be over. Um. <laughs> they know, so they've been trained. Yes, exactly. Uh, thank you for joining us for Capes and Japes. I have been Olivia. And I have been Elyon. And, as always, kiss me sexy Batman. Sexy Batman says Black Lives Matter. Magneto was right. Magneto was right! <laughs> <laughs>